Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Step, step, step. Do you know how many steps your warehouse workers are taking a day? When your workers are walking, you're losing money. Endless trips to the printer or computer add up fast. Newcastle's mobile industrial carts with integrated power eliminate the walking to stationary printers and computers, keeping workers focused on high value tasks. Often, doubling their output thousands of powered cart installations including ones at the new warehouse's own micro fulfillment center and in my previous jobs prove that newcastle customers get more done and save money to learn more head to newcastlesys.com that's newcastlesys.com The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Long with the New Warehouse Podcast. I'm here at Manifest 2023, and I am in the Pitney Bowes booth with Stephanie Cannon. She's the Senior Vice President, and she's the Head of Global Platform and Network for Pitney Bowes. And we're going to talk a little bit about Pitney Bowes, what it is that they do, which is a lot of different things. But we're also going to talk about their new collaborative type of program where they work with like Plus One Robotics, Envy, and also Gattaca. So, Stephanie... Welcome. Well, not welcome. I'm in your booth, but uh, thanks for coming on the show here as we're recording. So tell us a little bit about Pitney Bowes first, maybe for people that are not familiar with exactly what you guys do. So Pitney Bowes Global Logistics, if you think about what we are, we're really the digital and physical side of B2C global e-commerce. With that being said, 10 years ago, we were one client, eBay, $12 million in revenue. We're now more than 51% of all of Pitney Bowes overall. And we really are highly focused on the carrier services that we offer and okay. we're built around B2C. Yeah, interesting. And I, I definitely see also your, your buildings. So I'm, too, I'm in New Jersey yeah. and there's one on the Turnpike I pass all the time, yep. like in Jamesburg. So, you know, I see you guys around certainly. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, if a company is looking for some help in the, the e-commerce side, like why would they come to Pitney Bowes? Yeah, Pitney Bowes, I think really because we offer a really unique solution and mm-hmm. how we, we consider ourselves design delivery services. Okay. So that keeps us at a place where we're really consultative, we're really there for our clients, we're really building sort of that end-to-end e-commerce solution for them. Right. We're not just we're not just doing their carrier services, right? We're doing all yeah. the digital and the physical side from click to doorstep. Okay, very interesting. And, and so now part of that too as well is that you have these new collaborative partnerships, right, with like Plus One Robotics and Ambi. So tell us a little bit about that program and, and how that kind of 
came about and why, why do you guys think that's that's like necessary for the next step in yeah. e-commerce? So as we were building out our network, you know, we really had to think about, okay, we had so much capital, we had to build out all of our warehouses across the industry. And when we really thought about how we were going to build those warehouses out, we really had to think about, you know, if you have so much capital, you really need that to be able to, I guess what you say, build out the concrete, build out the high-speed right. automation. Yeah. And another way that we looked at it is we went through a collaborative innovation where we went out and looked at emerging technologies and we okay. said, okay, how can we build, you know, partnerships with these emerging um, technologies and really try to figure out how do we solution and create solutions around some of our really challenging projects right. or problems within our warehouses. So things that are monotonous jobs, high turnover, yes, yeah. places where we can preserve cash, right, capital, mm-hmm. uh, and using robots as a service as a model yeah. so that we can continue to get to the unit economics we need to. And then also, too, like just data, right? Data is yeah. so important, and a lot of these technologies really enable us to have the data that's needed to drive right. better customer insights as well. Hmm. Very interesting. And, I, and I'm curious, you know, what do you guys see as... You know, for a company that's in e-commerce and, and they're looking to to expand and they're growing and, and taking the next step, I mean, I mean, what should they really be looking at in terms of like their automation journey? Yeah. So, in an automation journey, I think what you'll see is in the market, being on the forefront of these technologies is really critical because through right. the collaborative innovation program, what we really do is is when we're partnered with them, okay. it allows us to be able to not only be in the forefront of this technology, but allow to deploy it very rapidly and quickly throughout our operations, right. but also deploy it as we actually need it. So the flexibility of being able to deploy it when it's needed, right. how it's needed, and only when it's needed, right? Yeah. And so if you think about that journey too, the collaborative innovation approach really what it allows us to do is, is to work hand in hand with these companies to build the like the solutions of the product roadmaps together. Okay. And what that does is it really drives the innovation of yeah. that product. It actually brings it to market a lot quicker. Interesting. When you go out and just do RFPs, right, you know, people come mm. back with a solution, but you really yeah. work collaborative while you were doing that solution. So mm. that collaboration allows you to be able to build exactly right. what you need, how you need it, and deploy it very rapidly in the market. Interesting, yeah, yeah, and I, I noticed you kind of like harped on the collaborative part there, which I, I think makes sense, right? It's in the title of the program. Yeah. So, but you know, f- from that aspect, I mean, the collaborative sense. I mean, what what would you say, you know, for somebody that's listening and, and thinking like, oh, maybe like this is the same as a integrator or something? Like, what what's the difference between the the collaborative approach versus like what you just said, like you know, going out and just just getting what the solution is already? Yeah, the collaborative approach is it's you're really starting, mm-hmm. you know. You're solving the problem together. You're building a right. product roadmap together, right? So versus going out and saying, hey, this is what I need. Go solve it. Yeah. And then they come back, and then you're going to have iterations after iterations right. after iterations. It may not be the right solution that you need. It really takes a long time to be able to do that. The collaborative approach, what that does is it allows us to enter into right before it's even designed, right? So okay. they really understand the requirements of what we need. Yeah. We're constantly going back and forth and developing that solution together. So you're the, in the design phase, you're actually developing what you need mm. very rapidly. Right. And when you're collaborative, it's, it's, you're constantly talking back and forth when that's happening. And then when you do get to approve a concept in a pilot phase, right? Yeah. The collaborative part of that is, is that we're working together hand in hand and we're making changes very rapidly within that prototype and that model. Okay. And so that allows us to get that done incredibly quick and then that way we're able to also to have all the metrics that we need in order to be able to scale quickly mm. uh, so you're sort of building out that value proposition of that technology very very quickly yeah it's very interesting and i think it's a great point right there because you you're definitely speeding up that process mm-hmm. i think which is a which is a huge thing because you know 
oftentimes I think companies sometimes they realize like they need to automate and, and ramp things up like and they want to do it like you know tomorrow but yeah. it's going to take like you know months or maybe a year to figure it out so and part of the reason is like you said because you have these different iterations you're trying to figure out like what's the right fit and, and if you're able to do that from from the beginning which it sounds like you guys are able to do like it, it, it makes a huge it difference also, it also delivers the communication like when we're developing through a collaborative innovation program like right. the partners we're working with are, are working with our hourly employees to really understand the problems they're working yeah. with our management team right they're getting feedback from them hmm. we're giving feedback right and and then when we test and pilot within the warehouses like we're, we're having the employees working on the test pilots like right. working with those systems so not only does it allow early adoption of the technology and, yeah. and that also allows them to be successful as well like if hmm. you just come in and you put in a piece of technology without actually and so when I say collaboration it's yeah. not just us in the company they're it's like collaboration from even the executive team clear down to the hourly oh, wow. okay and so that brings adoption yeah. as well so when we roll these things out in the in the warehouses we've talked about okay guess what we're upskilling our workforce right yeah. we're creating we're creating development paths for them to have new jobs we're creating certifications they become right. robot operators yeah. and so they really start to own those pieces of technology because not only they, they were there during the design phases as well yeah. And they feel that their feedback was really taken into account, mm. which ultimately we really care about their feedback. They're the ones using the systems. They're the ones doing the jobs day in and day out as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that you touched on that and that you guys include like the actual person doing the job in mm -hmm. the collaborative process because I think, I think that's huge because, you know, so many times you see a solution get rolled out and basically, you know, the employee is like, you know, what, what were you guys thinking? Like, yeah. It's like you, you never even came to the floor to, to even ask us like what we thought. And then you have, you know, the resistance as well on that side. So so the fact that you're taking that approach, I think, is is huge. So I, I'm curious in that in that sense, as you're collaborating with these hourly workers and the people on the floor actually doing their jobs, what is some of the feedback like when you start to bring in different automation and, and robots and things yeah. like that? Because I think for a while, you know, there's, there's concern that, you know, robots are taking jobs right yeah. but like how do you tackle that kind of mindset or, or what's the right. feedback been so by having by having them really helping develop the solutions and stuff yeah but also having them working with the robots on the floor and creating what I would call a career path for them saying hey right. listen we have a new job now it's a robot operator nobody it, you know it's 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 a value proposition it's, mm. it's retaining talent like yeah. it's really crazy when you walk into a warehouse and you see people taking selfies with their robots and naming <laughs> yeah. they name their robots yeah. that they work with and they're really engaged with that technology but then they constantly too they're the mm. first ones to give you feedback hey if something's not working right or they yeah. feel that something could be improved on they're, they're telling you rapidly and we're able to make those changes super quick yeah and the feedback that we've had is it's been really great I mean just the excitement, like I said, the naming of the road, just the excitement you see yeah. in people's faces when they get to work with them, too. Right. And also, too, they they really believe that they're working in an innovative company, too, versus just doing a monotonous job all day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think even, you know, I've seen in, in some studies as well where, you know, employees now are actually, especially in, like, highly dense warehouse areas, like where I'm at, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, where employees are actually like leaving companies that are not investing in tech mm -hmm. because they know they can't be as productive as they could somewhere else or they're doing 
extra labor that like they really don't have to because the tools are out there yeah. now, right? Yeah. So it, I mean, it's very interesting what you guys are doing, and I, I love the approach that you're taking there mm -hmm. too. I think it's really smart, especially that involvement from the floor as well. So as you're looking at automation solutions and you know looking at what's next, I mean, I mean, what do you think from your perspective is like the next next big thing in automation for the warehousing world? For the warehousing world, yeah. You know. <laughs> I think about it in, a, I guess, a few different ways. Sure. I think from a warehousing perspective, I really do think at some point, if you think just right outside the four walls, right. you think about the yard operations, okay. yeah. right, and getting autonomous. I think really what we need to see in the market is, is they got autonomous vehicles, and then you have, yeah. like, intelligent platforms. Mm. I think we got to figure out a way to get those types of companies together right. where we can start to be really intelligent about how we automate the yard in mm. order to optimize the inside of the warehouse. So yeah. trailers are coming in, what's inside using like the technology to say what's inside of these trailers? Yeah. Which one should I put on the door first? The technology that's then pulling those on the doors at the right times, mm. at the right places, on the right doors, that yeah. way we can flow those buildings incredibly optimal because then we are able to optimize all of the automation inside the warehouse as well. So I think I think that is where we really need to see some, yeah. some innovation in because you're seeing innovation on both sides of it but not right. nobody's I don't think anybody's really interconnecting those together yet, which yeah. is which I think is next. And then the other part too is is you know, we've been working with Gaddick now and I know that's right. outside of the warehouse. But Gaddick, for us, transportation costs are second yeah. largest cost in our in our you know. Oh yeah. And it is really really important for us to be able to figure out how to supplement capacity in the market. We have driver shortages. Yeah. Also, you know, as we continue to just need to have more and more routes and more and more ways to be more efficient. Yeah. The Aton like Gaddick, what they've done is sort of really solved a unique problem for us. Is that middle mile right where it's yeah. only going a certain mile, you know, a certain radius a day. It's a repeatable route and things yeah. like that. So that's another place that we're investing a lot of time and yeah. energy in is, is sort of that automation of the transportation. Yeah, definitely. I think that's like a huge, huge opportunity as well, mm -hmm. too. And I'm just, I mean, how, I mean, in that same regard and sense, I mean, I mean, how far off do you think we are from seeing like that type of autonomy like on yeah. the road? So I think you're, you're farther off seeing the autonomy of crossing uh, state lines because yeah, of the yeah. federal regulations. But yeah. I believe it's, and I can be a little off on this, but I think it's 25 states or more have yeah. fully adopted and said that autonomous yeah. vehicles are allowed, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think where you're going to find it come very quickly is in that middle mile, which means oh, yeah. it's not leaving state lines. Yeah. It's going smaller routes, mm -hmm. repeatable routes, right? And there's a huge market for that and a huge use case for that. Yeah. There's a huge use case for long haul, right? But I think that's sure. just farther out because you have to deal with all the federal regulations. Right. So we do see that if you, it, it, like picking the right use cases and the right things, I think it's going to happen. There's already humans outside of the trucks. Yeah. Gaddick has already got humans outside of them and running fully autonomous trucks yeah. in certain areas. We will only have people in those trucks for a year and then we will remove them. And, and for us, it's, it has nothing to do with replacing the routes we have. It's really actually adding additional capacity because we can't fill routes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you actually 
adding additional routes too to, yeah. to increase your capacity yeah. and also maximize it's, the capacity it's, you have. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's repeatable. An yeah. unbelievable amount of data we get back from those trucks mm. is going to help us be more intelligent about how we run our transportation network, which will also continue to reduce costs. Wow, wow. Very interesting stuff that you guys are doing. And I, I think the, like I said before, I mean, I love the collaborative approach. I think it makes so much sense, especially when you're venturing into figuring out these automation solutions and all these new technologies that are yeah. coming out all the time. So really interesting stuff. I mean, you know, we're here at, at Manifest, right? So so why don't you tell us before we wrap up here? I mean, what do you think your, your one big kind of takeaway is from the show for like the e-commerce fulfillment world? That's a really hard question. There was so much here. There were so many great things here. I think for the e-commerce world, I think what I would take away is when you're working with technology partners here and you're walking around Manifest and you're thinking about who you want to work with, is really finding partners that are willing to collaboratively work with you, right? Mm -hmm. And that are able to like build, like I said, I keep saying build product roadmaps with you. Companies that really don't want that collaborative approach, you know, I, I think that makes it harder to actually get stuff deployed, right. get buy-in from the executive teams to sign those off, and also get buy-in from the hourlies and the management teams that are working with those technologies. So yeah. that's what I would say, you know, when you're looking at this, make sure you're, you're finding good partners. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think just even, I was talking to somebody about this earlier, but like even looking at just the diversity in all of the, you know, companies here and what they're doing I mean I think it's just like you know our industry is so ripe for partnership like that and, and collaboration to be able to really find like the perfect solution that like end to end and make sure like all the parts flow together and make, sure, make it make sense which sounds like you guys are very much working on through the collaborative efforts so yeah very interesting to talk to you and you know I really enjoyed you know hearing about what you guys are doing and I, I really appreciate the fact that you guys are involving the, the warehouse worker too I think that's a great thing so so thank you for that and thank you for talking to me so if people want to learn more about Penny Bows, how can they do that? Yeah, you can you can get online and look up our website as well as you can contact any of us as well. Okay, great. And we'll definitely put all the information at the newwarehouse.com yeah. as well. So Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me today. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from The New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.